Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are listening to As a Woman, Episode 61, Coronavirus and Pregnancy. In this episode, I'm talking all about COVID-19, what we know, what we don't know, and what you need to be thinking about if you are trying to get pregnant or already pregnant. Welcome to As a Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford, to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition, while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hi, friends. Welcome back to As a Woman. I'm talking about something very serious today, and that's COVID-19 or coronavirus and what it means for you if you're trying to get pregnant or already pregnant. I'm going to go ahead and say this episode is being recorded on March 14th, 2020. And that's super important because anything that's novel or new is rapidly changing and things may be very different tomorrow, a week from now, one month from now than they are at this current moment. I think that all of us who care for patients are highly concerned about what this means and how we can best educate patients. I have seen both the good and bad of social media during this time. People on the front lines giving facts and accounting their story, and that's very powerful. I've also seen people promoting snake oil and crap to try to fight this off, and that is highly concerning. The truth is, We are in a pandemic. The World Health Organization declared this a pandemic, and hopefully you are not living under a rock right now and you are aware of that. The number one thing you can do to help prevent this from having more mortality, meaning people dying, is to be a responsible person. That means do the not fun thing. Socially distance yourself. Cancel your trips. Cancel events. Wash your hands. Stay put in a small area. Doesn't mean you have to stay inside and you can't go outside or go on walks or enjoy your life, but it does mean that the truth is people will die of COVID 19. And I think we all want to minimize that as much as possible. I am not advocating that you cancel your life. In fact, I am helping my patients get pregnant every day. Pregnancy, birth, that is a part of life. So I am not telling them, hey, don't do this. I am saying, hey, Let's be smart about it. Let's be responsible. Let's have an open discussion about what it means to get pregnant in the time of coronavirus so you can be informed to make the decisions and the choices that are right for you. And you guys know I am all about that. So let's dive in. Admittedly, anything that's new has limited data. We are talking about stuff with very small sample sizes, and there are limitations to that. However, it is helpful for us to have the information we can to guide us. The first thing is that cases out of China of women who were pregnant in the third trimester, that means the last third of pregnancy, who had coronavirus, tested positive for the disease, who gave birth to their baby. 
there has been no evidence of maternal fetal transmission, mom to baby transmission. And that is very good news. What that means is that the babies born to moms who had coronavirus, the babies tested negative. Also, COVID-19 was not detected in amniotic fluid or breast milk, and that's really reassuring. So that means we do not think that coronavirus is spreading from mom to baby during pregnancy like other diseases can. A good example is Zika virus, right? We know Zika virus goes from mom to baby and that babies can have impacts from it. So that is reassuring. That is consistent with data of viruses that are similar to COVID-19 like SARS and MERS. There is also not any evidence that coronavirus causes birth defects in the first trimester. This is so important to say that we do not really have data here, though, because women in China who were in their first trimester of pregnancy when this disease was really predominant, we'll say that was January, are not far enough along to tell us if they have birth defects. They haven't gotten to anatomy scan. They've not given birth. So we are rolling with limited information. But again, like SARS and MERS, there was no maternal fetal transmission and no association there with birth defects. So we are hoping that is the same, and we are going under that same assumption. But an assumption is not a fact. That means this has not been scientifically proven, and that tomorrow there could be a report that on ultrasound, all women who had coronavirus in the first trimester had XYZ. This to me means two things. One, it doesn't mean that you should not get pregnant or if you are pregnant that you are panicking. But two, if you are pregnant or you are trying to get pregnant, we treat pregnancy as a high-risk state. And that is what everybody else, the CDC, ACOG, ASRM, SMFM, I'm listing off our organizations in medicine, the College of OBGYN, the Society for Reproductive Medicine, the Maternal Fetal Medicine Society, they are all saying that pregnant women should treat themselves as the highest risk group. And we believe that too, and I am telling my patients that too. So if you want to go see Lady Gaga and you're pregnant, nah, not going to happen. If you want to go travel to Mexico and you're pregnant right now, you should not travel. You are the highest risk group. You need to be practicing extreme social distancing, not so that you don't spread it to other people, but so that you don't get it. Because if you get coronavirus in a time of limited data, we don't know what will happen. And we don't want to take the risk on your baby. Now, birth defects is different than survivability. What we do know is that it looks like women who get coronavirus and who are actively ill, high fevers, very sick, they have a higher risk of having miscarriage. They also have a higher risk of preterm birth and potentially stillbirth. Stillbirth has been reported. So miscarriage, stillbirth, preterm birth, fetal loss. This is not a unique to COVID-19 situation. This is actually what we are seeing across the board for all febrile illnesses in pregnancy. Meaning if you get a fever while you are pregnant, you are always at risk for miscarriage and you are at risk for having preterm birth. A good example is women with pyelonephritis, a kidney infection. Common. So it's like OBGYN resident 101. Patient comes in, they have pyelonephritis, trouble urinating, and a fever. They can go into preterm labor. And that's not because it's pyelonephritis, it's the fever. The body says, hey, we are too sick to carry on. So stillbirth, miscarriage, preterm labor, 
are associated with febrile illnesses. So what does that mean? If you are pregnant, you need to avoid getting COVID-19. What does that mean? That means don't go to public places that you don't have to. Socially distance yourself. Practice good hygiene. Wash your hands. Those are the recommendations for everybody, but you need to be even more diligent about it if you're getting pregnant. Another thing about birth defects, high fevers, high temperatures have been associated with call it teratogenic with some birth defects. You've probably heard if you're pregnant or trying to get pregnant, oh, you can't get in the hot tub. You've heard that, right? That is why we don't want your core body temperature to be elevated. This means we don't want you to have a fever. So we don't want you to be in the active febrile state of this if that can be avoided. What we don't know, even though we're concerned about, is do pregnant women have a higher risk for their own health if they get the disease? What we do know is that in pregnancy, women tend to have a change in their immune system. They are typically more vulnerable or slightly immunocompromised. They get sick faster, and they definitely have a decrease in their lung capacity. Those things are known. And so these things have typically made pregnant women more susceptible to disease and at increased risk of things like the flu. We haven't necessarily seen that with coronavirus, which is super interesting, but we have very limited data right now. And if we do look at SARS and MERS, we know that those diseases did cause a more severe respiratory infection in women who had coronavirus. So we are cautioning pregnant women that their symptoms may be more severe if they get the disease. But the truth is that we do not know. So it appears that being sick, actively being sick, poses the biggest risk. Now, even though there's no evidence of maternal fetal transmission, that doesn't mean that if you are in the third trimester pregnant and you're actively sick and you give birth, that there's no implications. What we do have some reports of, by some I mean two, there are reports of a three-day-old and a 17-day-old newborns who test positive for coronavirus, whose moms had it. The leading hypothesis is that these babies actually got the disease after birth from close mom-baby contact, not from maternal-fetal transmission. This is really important, and this may mean that if you have coronavirus and you are sick, you might have your baby separated from you after birth to protect the baby. That sucks. I would hate that. I would hate to give birth and not see my baby. But that would be the safest thing for your baby. The worst thing for your baby would be to not be in a place that could separate it. So to listen to people saying you need to go have a home birth because the risk of going to the hospital is too high. 1,000% false. That's the worst thing you can do. You need to be in a place that could support you, put you on a ventilator, and could isolate your baby and keep your baby alive if something terrible happened. So to all the people out there saying, be prepared for a home birth, a home birth is going to be the safest thing in the time of coronavirus, that is just not true. That is actually even more dangerous in this time. So yes, even though hospitals have people who are sick, even though we are watching closely, I promise your OBGYN colleagues who are delivering babies, my colleagues, your doctors, they are going to take care of you. We want to have every person and every mom and every baby survive. So do not buy into the fact that you are too scared to go to the hospital to give birth. Now, you should call your hospital. They should know you're coming. 
Maybe your doctor doesn't deliver you or your birth plan changes because of staffing issues or various things. That is all okay. And if you test positive and you go into labor, please let people know they need to protect you, protect your baby. You want what's best for your baby. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperatures starting to warm up, I'm so excited that summer is around the corner and getting ready and looking forward to the summer months. But I know that when I'm outside enjoying nature, I need to pick up supplies to prepare myself for summer adventures. And if you want to get your skin glowing in time for summer, it's time for you to get started with Apostrophe, who is sponsoring this episode. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin. So whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. I personally love that you get access to an expert dermatology team, a tailored treatment plan. It's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash A-A-W and click get started. Then use the code A-A-W at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, but Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. I personally cannot wait to wear my cute tan linen set this summer. So it's your turn to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash A-A-W for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash A-A-W to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash A-A-W. Thank you, Quince. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They're essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual Multivitamin every day because it is easy to take and I know that I am getting high quality and traceable ingredients in a clean and bioavailable forms. In fact, Ritual conducted a university-led human clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin to assess its efficacy, and the results showed increase in vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. No my shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. 
And even though breast milk hasn't been tested positive, that doesn't mean you can just breastfeed ad lib if you actively have coronavirus. Because of the close contact with your baby, you may be at risk for transmitting it to your child. Therefore, you may have to pump and express your milk and have your baby fed with a bottle. There may be some protective effect of breast milk from moms who are affected with coronavirus, and that would be great. We don't have data on that yet, but there is a thought that that may be true, and that would be amazing. I also think it's important to say, I just talked about two babies that had it. So this whole talk that kids don't get COVID-19, that they are not impacted by this, that is just false, okay? Kids often will have milder symptoms, or maybe they are less prone to get it, but it doesn't mean that they are immune and cannot get it. So I think it is amazing that I don't have to worry about my kids' health as much as I do for other illnesses that go around where the child population is typically very susceptible. But just this week, there was a report published in the New England Journal talking about a handful of children aged 3 to 10 who had gotten coronavirus. Now, only one of them ended up in the ICU. Everybody recovered. Nobody died. But to think that our children are immune is a falsity. So please don't think that you are above this. There are also multiple reports of people who are in their 30s who have gotten sick. So just because you are young and healthy does not mean you are immune to the disease. Yes, you are much less likely to die from it. That's good. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to get it. So please don't act above everybody else. And don't act like these restrictions or suggestions or recommendations to socially distance and to cancel things do not apply to you. You are the key to saving other people. If you are a patient who's undergoing fertility treatments, hi, this is a scary time. Doing fertility treatments in the age of coronavirus adds an extra risk to a situation that's already really stressful. You're not just having sex at home, hoping to get pregnant, dealing with the consequences. You have tried for a long time, most often. You have invested time and money, physical and emotional energy, into this journey of trying to become a parent. The thought of putting it on hold for most of my patients is completely overwhelming. Yet the thought of spending their precious resources on something that may be impacted by this pandemic is also very scary. So you need to know what your clinic is doing. You need to not be afraid to ask questions and to have a really clear idea about what the clinic is doing to accommodate this, to try to limit the spread of people coming in, to try to limit you getting it from other people in the clinic. When will your cycle be canceled? Are they canceling everything? Are they not? These are really important questions. The American Society for Reproductive Medicine has put out guidelines on March 13th, and what they do not say is cancel everything. So, even though I'm telling you to cancel your concerts and your conferences and your vacations, I am not telling you to cancel your fertility treatments. If anything, they are saying, proceed, do them, preserve fertility, freeze eggs, freeze embryos. We don't know what's going to happen. And that is important. So my national organization is not saying, do not proceed. It's too dangerous to get pregnant. Now, because of all the things we talked about with coronavirus and pregnancy, I don't want you to get coronavirus if you're pregnant. So am I doing embryo transfers? I am. 
However, you're now the highest risk group. You need to understand and have the ability to limit yourself from public. Can you work from home? Cancel your trips, cancel your outings. Really try to protect yourself and this baby that we have worked so hard to get to this stage. And that's important. Am I guaranteeing my patients their cycles won't be canceled? No, not at all. If you test positive or you're febrile, we're not going to proceed because I can't place my staff, my colleagues, and the other patients at risk if you come in with active disease. So could your cycle get canceled at any time? It can. And if you get sick after you're pregnant, do you have a higher risk of miscarriage? You do, just like any illness. It's just that the fevers with this disease tend to be pretty high. And if you are in the 20% that get a severe disease, 80% of people who get COVID-19 have mild symptoms. But if you get severe disease, we know you are at risk. So ask your clinic, are they canceling cycles? What are their recommendations when you get pregnant? When would your cycle get canceled? And what are they doing themselves to try to limit transmission? Are they limiting patients who come in? Are they staggering hours? Are they changing what staff is there? These things are really important for you to know so that you can understand that they are taking it seriously. What are they doing? I can tell you what we're doing. So we are cautioning pregnant women that they are the highest risk group. We are proceeding with retrievals and transfers as long as you are symptom-free and don't have the disease, acknowledging that if you get it, you'll be canceled. We are limiting anybody coming in from the clinic who isn't our patient. So outside monitoring, outside testing, we're not doing that right now. Students, residents, vendors, those people aren't coming in. We are having essential personnel only. We are doing telemedicine follow-ups when possible. Let's be real, a lot of my job is procedure, so I can't do an ultrasound online. That's not going to happen. But if we just need to talk to each other to come up with a game plan because your transfer failed, starting soon, like next week soon, that'll be online. I'm going to call you. You're not going to come in. We don't really have to be face-in-face in person. So increase telemedicine, decrease essential people, and we're going to start to rotate some of our staff. That may mean you may not see me as much, but we're doing everything we can to keep our doors open, help as many women as possible, and not shut down business just out of fear. I don't want the panic to be worse than the pandemic. So I don't want you to freak out and shut down your whole life. However, if the worst thing that comes out of this is that you were extra cautious and you missed some stuff, but you didn't get sick, your pregnancy carried on without complication, and nobody you know dies from this, that's not a bad worst case scenario. So by being extra cautious, we are being aware and doing our due diligence to have the very best outcome we can for every person that we know. So I'm going to give my last plea to anybody listening to this. You are the example. Don't say we need to socially distance and then not do it yourself. Role model for your children what good behavior is. Cancel everything you can. Be present with groups of people only when necessary. Take this seriously. Be responsible. Socially distance yourself so that you can protect yourself, your loved ones, and all the other people out there. Again, this is rapidly changing information, especially in pregnancy. Everything I talked about has very small sample size, small numbers. They are all just reports and observations. 
As more data is oncoming, we will definitely talk about it, but currently there is no known treatment or no known vaccine to prevent COVID-19. Therefore, understanding the repercussions, understanding how it can impact you and your pregnancy is essential. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for all your support. I'll put extra resources in the show notes on the webpage, nataliecrawfordmd.com. I also have a YouTube video on this as well. If you haven't watched the YouTube channel, go on and go there. I'm kind of liking it. It's very different. It's much harder to edit. And I make a lot of funny faces when I talk. So those of you who are in the podcast world don't know that because I'm just in my closet right now. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD, and I promise I'll be updating you if any new information emerges. Stay safe, socially distance, cancel everything, wash your hands, don't touch your face, take this seriously, be responsible, be a good citizen. All right, guys, hugs and baby dust. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. I'm Brian Helfrich, a 26-year-old bioethics PhD student and clothing brand CEO. Welcome to my podcast where we talk all things health and wellness, navigating your 20s, and becoming the best version of yourself. So sit down, play that episode, and join The Collective.